Theory Podcast. On today's episode, we have Greg Washington. I'm going to let Greg kind of introduce himself a little bit. Uh, hi, my name is Greg Washington. Um, I am an actor and activist and um, training to be a ninja um, in Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. Um, yeah, and, you know, just here trying to connect with people. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Greg, how's the jiu-jitsu going? Um, it's, you know, it's funny. It's, it's always a humbling experience. Um, I actually recently just got promoted to my purple belt on Tuesday, which I didn't realize the percentage of that is like 17% of people that start get to that level. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, that's so great. And then I got completely smashed immediately after getting promoted. <laughs> and realized, oh, there's levels to this that I know nothing about. Um, so yeah, humbling, always humbling. Yeah. I saw your uh, picture where they gave you the belt and everything. That was that was cool. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was really unexpected, which is another thing I like. Like it's very much, you know, on any given day, you just don't know it's going to happen. Um, so it was really nice. I saw you guys last weekend um, at the Prize Fest. I didn't get a chance to say hi because I was volunteering, but um, how was that whole experience for you? You know, I love uh, Prize Fest. I feel like, um, you know, you can go to so many of those things, and it's usually about the people putting it on. But um, Prize Fest does a really good job out of making the filmmakers and the actors, like, feel very important. Um so there's kind of a beauty in that. You always want people to respect your work. And it's really nice the way that they, they put everything together. Um, and it was scary because the first time I had seen uh, We Got Your Six um, as a whole. Like I've seen little bits and pieces here and there. But it was the first time I had seen it all put together. Um, so it was a lot. Like when it was done, I was like, man, I need I need chocolate and like some laughs. Like we got we to gotta find something yeah. else to do. That was sad. Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty so powerful for such a short film. I was um, I was really glad I got to watch it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we got so much good feedback, which, you know, again, is what you kind of want in situations like that. But we also had people, like, thanking us, saying, like, thank you. Like, I'm really going to start looking into my own mental health and what's going on in my life. And, you know, I have a buddy of mine that's like, I just got cleared for the VA to start talking to a counselor. Um so that was fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one uh, video Danny put when he was uh, done with the scene. And, you know, he was a little emotion- like, emotional at the end. And I was like, wow, that is powerful. Because, you know, just seeing Danny break down was, was kind of hard to watch, too, you know. Oh, yeah. And it was it was crazy because I felt like more and more we were filming it, the more and more emotion would come out of him. And we're just like, man, like, this is, this is something, you know what I mean? Like, as much as it was acting for everyone else in that piece, like to Danny, he was reliving those things over and over again. Um, it was really, it was interesting being in the room for that, because we literally filmed that all in the same building. So we were like, you know, a couple of feet from each other. Um, definitely a crazy experience. Yeah, that was uh, really emotional. Y'all did really good, though. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, which hopefully we can continue just on that role of getting it out to people. 
um, like I think Danny said something really great uh, in an interview he did where people were like, you know, are you just hoping to like reach out to just one person? And Danny was like, no, I want to reach out to all of them. Right. And Get I was every- like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you guys realize this, but today is World Mental Health Day. Absolutely. So it's kind of awesome to be speaking about this right now. No, which I'm so glad. So it's so funny. Every interview that we've done about We Got Your Six, it always seems to be on a significant day. Um, Like we did another podcast um, on September 11th. Wow. And so like in the middle of it, I was like, wow, do you guys realize what today is? And I was like, how significant that is? And I was like, but do you realize the beauty of September 12th? I was like, the entire country was just like, Hey, let's remind you that the U.S. is just a badass place to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, flags were sold out because people were representing, like, I'm a patriot. Um, And, you know, just the way that people reached out to New York and took care of New York, which is such a beautiful melting pot um, of our country. It was really great. And so I think it's really neat to, like, now that we're having this conversation on mental health awareness, it's like, hell yeah. Like... Yeah, that's awesome. Sophie and uh, Kevin, uh, we do. A, uh, we have a friend who does another podcast, Iron Will Shane, and mm-hmm. it just dawned on me. I actually did my very first podcast with him a year ago today for World Mental Health Day. I think it's you find it like uh, not ironic, but it just it's touching that you can share something so important on very you know, important days day that need to be. Absolutely. Speaking of September 11th and, um, you know, the terrorism and everything, uh, is that what made you decide to join the military? Um, yes and no. Um, I think it's so funny. I remember that day very distinctly. I was driving to school um, from work. I worked in the morning at a little law firm as a runner. And I remember the radio, like, stopping and music that was playing and, you know, saying that the Twin Towers had been hit. I remember I burst two of my tires in that same exact moment. Oh, wow. Because I was just like, what? So I'm sitting on the side of the road trying to call my dad and trying to, like, figure out what's going on in the world. At the same time, I'm like, oh, I also need to buy two new tires. Um, And then shortly after being like, man yeah, I have to do something. And, you know, I come from a military family. Um, Mm -hmm. My father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. And now my brother and my sister, we were all in the military. So it was very much kind of a call to arms. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I got to do something. If this is what I got to do, I'm I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, You know, so without question, it was very easy to take that oath. Yeah. I hear you there. What kind of things did you do while you were in service? Um, that medic. Um, oh, okay. So I ran towards gunfire instead of away from it um, and triaged people and, uh, you know, decided that Motrin and water was the cure-all to everything. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly the army prescription. Uh, just take some Motrin and drink some water and you'll be all right. Yep, and drive on. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> if you're not bleeding, this will fix you. 
which was really funny because I got into being a, uh, a set medic on films right out of the army. Wow. And I had some camera person complain about me one day to a buddy of mine. I was like, that guy's such a dick. Like he's got such, his bedside manner sucks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the guy said back, yeah, but you get shot. He knows how to take care of it. <laughs> it's uh, such you don't a have good that moment. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to break being, you know, very gruff or very military sometimes. So, Yeah. Yeah. So true. And Greg, what was it like moving so many times, you know, since you were in the military family? You know, I love, I love living out of a suitcase. Um, I mean, I think as I'm getting older, I'm like, man, I just want to sleep in my own bed. But somehow, like, hotel living is nice or, like, traveling is so much fun. And meeting new people is all, like, you know, connection is what we're all about on this little right. blue rock. So connecting with different people is fun. You find different ways to, you know, you find different walks of life. You find different movements, especially as an actor. You're looking at people and you're like, oh, I like the way that guy walks. or I like the way that guy said something. So you're kind of taking bits and pieces for your little bag of tricks. Um, you know, I loved it. I still love it. Um, any chance I have the opportunity to go somewhere I want to go. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I want to do more than just work and, you know, come home. I want to actually go explore the world, you know, and do things. Absolutely. Yeah. I was actually complaining to a buddy of mine the other day. I said, man, you know, I used to like have just enough where I could pack all my shit in a car and go. And now that you get more settled as you get older, you start, you know, I was like, man, I got so much shit in this place. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, yeah. They try downsizing from a house to an RV. That's right. fun. I bet it's crazy. <laughs> But I, I'm like you, I have like this little gypsy soul when I was younger. It was all about, you know, moving around. Then I had kids, of course, and that kind of stopped it. But there's always a party that just wants to keep moving. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. How long were you in the military? Eight, eight years. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, eight years, and I think I finally ended up getting out about the same time they started giving baby soldiers stress cards. Oh, yeah, geez. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> it started getting crazy, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, I was like, can't compute. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> You're hurting my feelings, drill sergeant. Which is funny because I get out, and then I get into the film business where you have more sensitive people. Um, mm -hmm. like I remember my first day as a set medic, um, I had this, Hey, do you have any emergency? And all I heard was emergency. So I'm looking at them triaging head to toe assessment. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? They're like, no, 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 an emergency. It's like this little vitamin packet that blah, 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 blah. And they explained it all to me. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds like expensive piss to me. No, I don't have any yet. Go away. <laughs> oh my god. So immediately they're telling producers and all these people. And so this really sweet hair and makeup lady came up to me. She's like, sweetheart, I want you never to leave here. You're fantastic. I'm <laughs> gonna buy all the cute shit that you just don't carry with you. <laughs> and so the next day she hands me a box of it to so I could keep my job because they were ready to let me go over this moment of telling someone to fuck off. Um oh my goodness. <laughs> What made you decide to get into acting or is it something you'd always kind of wanted to do? I think moving around had always kept me in kind of some 
you know, you make friends quicker if you can entertain people. Yeah. Um, or, you know, my dad still to this day is one of the hardest working people in the world. Um, he just got out of being the director of the U.S. Marshals. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so, you know, you're always, you know, late hours that he's working and stuff like that. The idea of him just coming home is like, all right, how do I entertain him for the five minutes that, you know, I get to spend with him before we have to go to bed and do things like that. So I think it was just always kind of in me. Um, and then in high school, I really started getting into like being an athlete, but also trying to do the plays and things like that that were going on. And I got a scholarship uh, to act. So wow. I was like, man, I, cool. I could probably make a run for this. I should, I should keep doing it. Um, and then me and uh, buddies of mine from college were all, I think we got on the set of Ray um as like extras but watching how the whole shoot like i was like man this is incredible like all these people putting together this thing that's you know the world's gonna see i was like i, I want to do this how do i do this um which is funny because i think that's what every extra thinks it's like yeah i want to do this how do i get into it um and then it happened where i got my first role and i was like yep this is what i want to do with my life um so it's been really nice. And I've, I've managed to stay in the film business in some you know, way, shape, or form uh, for 17 years now, which is really cool. Oh, that's great. Um, and then thanks to Danny, like, even if I feel like, oh, I'm not doing anything with my life, he'll give me a call and be like, hey, man, you want to do this short film? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really nice. That's great. Oh, Greg. Hey, Greg, what was it like uh, when you were in Afghanistan? You had to train the uh, trainees, like your humor kind of, you know, made them feel a little bit more comfortable when they came in. Oh, you know, it's always uh, you always have to find a way to speak to people um, with the same energy that they have or to talk to them on the same level. So you have to be really quick to read Um you know, how to talk to someone, how to engage with someone. Like, there is so much of a part of being yourself, but there's also so much of a part of, if I can't speak to you in your language, we're not going to be able to communicate. Right. Um, so I just lucked out. I, I was reading, you know, guys there really well. And so everything became like this uh, sermon on the mount, so to speak. Um, and I, I've done that ever since... Uh, I was in basic. I was just a very, I was a very ranty individual. Um, and it usually <laughs> came out as being entertaining, but it also was like, if you're really paying attention, you're learning something. Mm -hmm. um, so they started calling me Rev when uh, I was in basic. And I don't even remember if people knew what my name was because it was such a big deal. So it'd be like, Rev, 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 Rev. Um, so I carried, you know, that was my style of teaching. Um, which is funny because I now teach uh, children in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, wow. I teach, I teach the same way. <laughs> like, uh, where I could talk, 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 but they're laughing and they're engaged and I'm seeing that they understand what I'm saying. Right. Um, so I'm always a big proponent of breaking something down Barney style to people, like as simple as possible. Yeah. But, you know, if you can get a little humor out of people or if you can tell they're engaged in your conversation because they laugh at something you say, it's like, okay, I still got you. You're still listening. 
let's keep going. And then another joke. And it's all right, you're still listening. Great. Awesome. Um, because yeah, people's attention spans are very short. They squirrel moments. <laughs> oh, look at squirrel. I'm totally one of those people. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. They laughter really does. Um, I find bring people together a lot, you know, in and of itself, you know, like to be able to keep people's attention through making a small little joke or something, making something a little more fun so they don't seem like it's work. Oh, yeah. Are you working on any uh, projects right now, uh, film-wise? Um, I am. I am working on a film called The Vanishings on Caddo Lake. Um, it is an M. Night Shyamalan-produced film. Oh, wow. Ooh, cool. Uh, so, you know, it's very, you know, suspenseful and, you know, some form of thriller that has, you know, 50 million meanings into one thing. Very M. Night Shyamalan. Um the directors are fantastic. They're a couple, uh, Logan, George, and Celine Held. Um, beautiful human beings. Like the vibe is everyone's happy to be there, which is so nice coming out of 2020 where everyone was stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, now you see 130 people coming together to you know, create this piece of entertainment, which is really nice. Um, we're on the lake for the majority of the film so it's like a vacation every day Um, yeah (laughs) mixed in with a little chaos of you know creating something uh that large um so nice though like really really great what a great way to end the year i know my mom and dad have a cabin on Caddo, and uh i think the last time i was down there they were shooting a video or may have been the movie but there was a lady a blonde-headed lady like I could see her. She was singing, like her voice is carrying across the water and everything. I was like, "It's kind of spooky" because it was like a really slow song, and I was yeah. like, "That's I'm, awesome." I yeah. like stuff like that. Um, especially like that. Cattle Lake's beautiful. It is horrible to boat like, in, but it's beautiful. <laughs> I kept looking across there because it was a little foggy, and then I could I see her. I was like, "Man, this is kind of spooky with with her voice," you know? Yeah. I was like, Absolutely. So cool. Well, that'll be cool to watch when it comes out. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Um, And we still have, like, we just finished our first week of filming. Well, we still have six weeks left. I won't lie, I'm a ninny, so I might not watch it. His movies creep me out. (laughs) (laughs) I I wasn't even able to get through signs. I'm the biggest ninny. I'm one of these ones you watch a horror film and you got to walk me to the bathroom because I'm scared something's going to jump out at me. <laughs> hey, Greg, you think Danny's going to make a, another movie again? Oh, yeah. yeah Danny, Danny's really, like, he's already got, you know, things in the works. It's so funny. Before we even finished Prize Weekend, he was already sending a new script out. He was like, who's on board? Um, wow. Which great. is great. Like, he just is very excited so it makes you want to be excited too um right which is you know such a good thing and he also does things to me that fascinate me like he always tries to push the envelope for that medium where it's like hey we're gonna do this crazy action film or we're gonna do this boxing film or we're gonna do you know so (laughs) it was really interesting to see this year being something that was so downcast um and so very I don't want to say low grade, but the idea of like shooting a Zoom style 
um, film was like, huh, this is really interesting. But also it's like, oh, this is innovative and inventing like who's doing this right now um which i guess i'm sure a lot of that's going to start coming out just because of what last year provided for people um but it was really cool kind of him being like you know having his finger on the pulse of you know the environment of last year um it was really cool it was exciting all of it was exciting like the subject matter itself i was just like yes i want to do this and then um just the style and the way that it was being done. I was like, man, I just want to do it to see what it's like. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I laughed because there's so many things that, you know, you've experienced that were very natural. Like the idea of not turning on the, you know, unmuting myself before I start talking. It was like, that was probably everyone's biggest deal last year with Zoom conferences. It was like, hey, you're muted. You're muted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't um, hear you. I see yeah. your lips moving, but you're not saying anything. So it was really nice. Um, you know, just getting to explore that is always good. So yeah, he's he's definitely got something in the works. Um I actually think I'm gonna tell you a little bit of it, and I probably shouldn't do this. Sorry, Danny, but um it's a football film. No. And so uh, he sent over the script and I'm reading it, and I was like, Man, can my body handle this? <laughs> um, but it should be fun and it'll it'll give everybody an excuse to kind of get in really good shape um, awesome that's great that works great for dan because he was what an amateur football player so uh th- yeah that's where the story came from um which is always nice so yeah it'll be it'll be fine for him everybody else will be just baking and ice baths and <laughs> you know all those things um we actually did a boxing film three years ago together and i was training you know every day and Danny's just trying to get his body fat percentage down to nothing so I'm just like whoa wait a minute what just happened so, yeah I have these monstrous shoulders because I'm training boxing every day and Danny's down to like two percent body fat I'm like this is bullshit um, this is great and Danny- is your family here Greg uh my my family lives in Lafayette Louisiana Lafayette gotcha which you know, Not shout out away. to one of the greatest places ever. Um, love Lafayette. Good, how are you? Yes, sir. Sorry, <laughs> you too. <laughs> I'm sitting outside enjoying uh Florida morning that's not killing me just yet. Ooh. Hey, hey, Greg, when you yeah. go into Northwestern, did I help you? You know, for theater, did that oh, help yeah. you drafting a lot? Northwestern had at the time, I don't know what it's like now. I need to go and visit. But at my time of being there, it was the best program in the state um, as far as acting was concerned. And it was funny because it was so great. I would never forget this. Um, Chris Foster, one of my instructors, day one, first class, you know, full of people in it. And he's like, some of you are here on scholarship. That's great. Look to the right of you and look to the left of you. By the end of the month, some one of you is not going to be here. Oh, wow. And because, you know, he was like, this is demanding. Like, you need to think of this place as a company, and you need to think of yourself as part of that company. So the idea of business and acting and those things was already ingrained day one. And then I think if you were on scholarship, you had to take a block of theater classes on top of your core curriculum. So it was very demanding. 
and just every day he kept drilling that in your head like this is a company and if you can't be a part of this company and you can't be uh engaged and active in what you want to do and what you want to pursue you're not going to make it yeah um and then was just a real big like uh proponent of just giving people to information as raw as he possibly could to build your thick skin because he's like you're gonna get rejected a lot um so he ran down you know the class and me and another buddy are sitting next to each other and he looks at that guy and he said he's gonna work a lot more than you because of the way you look and i'm just like what (laughs) wow shit i've ever heard (laughs) and he's like just being honest with you he's a character style actor you're not and i was like wow that's crazy. And then the idea of like acting, he's like, you want to be an actor? You're going to be poor. Just accept that. Yeah. There's no money in it. <laughs> like, he's like, you know, unless yeah. you're in that 3% of people who have, you know, built successful careers off of it. Yeah. It I was... think that's one thing that a lot of people don't really realize is like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be super rich, but you know, not everybody that acts or, you know, gets the big roles and stuff like that. Absolutely. That's crazy. And it's like, there's so many levels to it where, you know, even taking film prizes as an example, most of those people volunteer to do those things, Mm -hmm. you know, hoping that they can build their resume and things like that. And um, I'm definitely one of those people that's like, no, man, I'm a a SAG actor now. Like, I earned that. So you're going to have to pay me or we're not even going to have the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, you do the free work and you're like, man, I've done a lot of freebies in my life. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, Which is a hard conversation to have with anyone because you do, like, love the idea or love the vision or love the the art of performing. But you're still like, nope. Well, you still have to um, put a value on your talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's more of a value on time. Yeah. you know, you only have so much. You get 24 hours in a day. You probably slept for eight of them already. You're behind the eight ball on what you can do and utilizing your time properly. Right. So it's like you have to make decisions for what's better for you. You know, am I spending time with my loved ones? Am I getting the stuff done that I need to be done to keep food on the table? Am I taking care of my mental health? Yeah. Um. And if, yeah, if you're doling out all of your time and you're not utilizing it to what best suits you, you're not good for anyone else around you. That's true. That's a lot. A thing I think a lot of us don't really think about is our own mental health. Like if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't really take as good a care of our loved ones as we would be able to. Absolutely. You you can't pour from an empty cup. You just can't. Yeah, that's why I actually um, moved down here to Florida is I outright told my um, mother, my therapist, that I knew if I did not get away from where I was at, I would have to do it. Pardon me, do a 30 day without issue. Like I knew it in my soul and I had to make that change and Florida was it. (laughs) That's great that you knew you had to make that change. Um, You know, I feel like, again, people miss out on that. Like, people love saying they're busy. I'm so busy. But it's like, busy doing what? (laughs) Yeah. Busy taking years off your life. Yeah. Busy, you know, allowing someone to take your energy away from you. Like, what are you busy doing? Are you changing the world? Um, 
it's uh, being down here, aside from the weather, my son's down here. I have a job that I go to every day that does not drain me. I leave work and I'm happy with what I've done. And I think more people need to take their mental health more seriously because life, like you were saying, life is just way too short, way too short. You know, I have a friend who she is actually a fitness and wellness coach as well as a mindset coach. And her big question to all of her clients is, is what you're doing right now aligning with your goals? And like that question in itself is such a heavy question. If you, if you have no idea what your goals are, you know, or if your goals are short term, as in like, I'm just trying to get through this next hour so I can leave work or whatever it is. And it's like, no, 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 no. What really are you looking for? Um, And hopefully the answer is always more time, more time to do, you know, the beautiful things that you can do in life, not the dishes and the laundry, but actually like getting deep and finding out you know, what it is that motivates you and moves you, um, you know, to just be better. Yeah. Love that. Love that. I love what you said about your biggest accomplishment was your son. I love that. Oh, man. He's the most fascinating and my favorite person (laughs) on earth. Um, Such a beautiful spirit. Such like, you know, it re- uh, reevaluating and also being reintroduced to the world through my kids' eyes has been the best thing ever. How old is he? Uh, he's 13 now. Oh, okay. Which, you know, makes the teenager years are just <laughs> interesting. <laughs> like, I have moments where I'm like, man, you used to be such a sweet kid. What happened to that? Um, yeah. And he's not even a bad kid. It's just the idea of, like, teenagers are going through it. And, um, you know, like I said, you get reintroduced to how you were as a teenager. So there's so many things you have to be like, okay, I'll accept that. Yeah. But, you know, my big deal is like, hey, man, at least try to pick up the phone and give your dad a call on a Sunday. And he's like, yeah, okay, dad, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but such a, such a beautiful person. It's funny. I actually saw a post that he had, like, maybe when he was like five. Um, you know, he was in Cub Scouts and we're at the first camping trip. And the camp instructor's like, all right, guys, now we're going to sing a song. My kid blurts out, well, this just got awkward. (laughs) Oh, too cute. I'm like, God, I love you. I love you for being you, kiddo. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I was telling Nicole and uh, Sophie, I said, Megan calls us, my daughter, last night. She's like, I'm bringing your grand puppy over at 1030. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I said, okay. So, yeah, they showed up for the, the new puppy at around 1030. Right. And I was like, you know, your mom is about to pass out of sleep. And she's like, I know, but you, you have to see the puppy now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they came on over in the middle of the night, it seemed like, to, to see the puppy. So, hey. There's but, always time for puppies, Kevin. I know. <laughs> I know being a father and a mother is the most rewarding thing in the world anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no matter what you could possibly do, like that you created a whole person. Um and that probably hopefully has the best parts of you 
as well as their own personality that you have to like adjust and interact with. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. Like, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've seen the world um, in different facets and aspects of my life, which has been beautiful, but I'm like, man, nothing is like that. Yeah. This kid's incredible. Um, and they're so and- much smarter than we are now. I'm like, oh. Yeah, technology has put them leaps and bounds ahead of where we were. Like, my kid is so uh, emotionally mature at his age. And I'm like, damn, like, I wasn't, no, there was no way that I was where my kid is. Um, Yeah. And in some aspects, I'm like, damn, there's, I'm still not there yet. (laughs) Um, No, it's beautiful. Kids are beautiful. Hug your babies. My son, well, both mine are just, they're my, my world. They changed my outlook, the unconditional love that you feel. It's like nothing in, under the, under the sun. I love my babies. Absolutely. Yep. Granted, they're not babies. <laughs> no, I got called out the other day because I called my kid little man. I'm like, oh, little man, little man, little man. They're like, he's taller than you. What are you talking about? And I'm like, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> always be little uh, my boy, I think, has been taller than me since he was probably about 13, too. He just, he's just turned 20, and he's six foot one. And I'm like, dang, kid, like, you're even taller than your dad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my daughter puts her head, her elbow on my head. Oh, yeah, no, my kid okay. rested his head on my shoulder a couple of weeks ago, and Aww. I was just like... I want to body slam you right now. Like, why is your head on my shoulder and we're standing up? <laughs> I thought he was cuddling you. I was like, oh, no, he was. For those moments. Being extremely sweet, but there's still that moment in me that's like, ah, I got to go back to the gym. Like, you're taller than me. That's not going to work. Yeah. Mine's so cute. He's like, like oh, well, I guess I shouldn't call him cute. <laughs> but he's always like, I got to lose weight, mom. I got to lose weight. No, I do do what you got to do. He's like you know, or he's like, look at me, yeah, look at me. I was like, mommy's, you don't want to be forty three and out of shape. <laughs> uh, Sophie and I both have a uh, autistic children, which really, really changes your outlook on life. Yeah, it's a whole different challenge uh, to being a parent too. Things you, you just take for granted with uh, some children. You, can't really take for granted uh, with a child with autism. Absolutely. But he's doing great. Mine, mine is uh, 17. He's looking at colleges now and talking mm-hmm. about living living on campus. So that's awesome. That'll, that'll be interesting. <laughs> be an empty nester. Yeah. Ooh. Is there I'm any? Not, like, oops, no. Sorry, Sophie. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just saying I'm just not ready. <laughs> so is there anybody you looked up to growing up or someone you look to now to kind of motivate you to keep pushing forward uh you know i'm so fortunate that i've had incredible mentors throughout my life um i always have met somebody that i'm like man i want to be like that person um biggest thing to me has always been uh my cousin orlando um he's just one of those people that's like had a beaming smile when he walked into a room and just like life was just loved like every facet of life 
Um, but he's a big proponent of like, I'm always positive. That That's why positive things are always happening to me. And literally as he's saying that, like we were out at dinner one night and he's just smiling, being Orlando. And the kitchen staff come out and they sing My Girl to his wife. Aww. And like not planned, not anything. They just felt like they needed to do that. And he's that's smiling. Awesome. He's like, see what I mean? Positive things are always happening. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. So it was such a big thing. It took me a while to grow into that. But I, I try to carry that with me and be like, man, just be positive when you interact with people. Be positive when you get up in the morning. Like every morning I wake up, I go on social media and I write some form of motivation or positivity to people. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, if you start your day like that and you end your day like that, good things are probably going to happen for you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also my dad. My dad is one of the most fascinating individuals on the planet. There is never a subject that he doesn't want to learn about so he can engage in a conversation with you. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. His engagement is very much like it's intense. Like he's looking at you in the face. And he's like really invested in what you're discussing. Right. And he's always been a big person. He goes, huh, that's interesting. I don't know anything about that. So then he disengages, looks on his phone, reads about it, ingests what he read, and now he continues that conversation with you with a little bit of knowledge of it. That's I'm awesome. Like, I'm like, man, I, you're the only person I know that does that. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just, I, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm surrounded by mentors. Um, even in, in jiu-jitsu, I have, like, uh, a really good friend, which now I can call his friends. It took like a year for him to admit that we were friends. Uh, I don't, he'd always be like, nah, we just train together. But I talk to him every day, and every day we're engaging in different topics, conversation to, you know, I don't know, make me more well rounded. Um, yeah. And then Carlos Machado, whom, you know, I train at, at his gym at one of his affiliates. Um, He's just another person that's just this fascinating individual to where he's got a uh, eidetic memory, um, as we call it, a photographic memory. So he can meet you and engage in conversation with you and never forget the things about you that he met in that conversation. Oh, wow. Um, And it's fascinating. Like he, we have probably, uh, I don't know, I want to say 90 gems across the world. Mm-hmm. And he probably knows one name from all 90 of those gems. Um, that's, that's cool. And I'm just like, God, I, I want to engage in people that way. Um, but yeah, no, I do you know, everyone. I feel like I'm a big, I, I follow David Goggins because uh, of his intensity. Mm. Um, but I also got to work on a film with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so I'm always engaged in what he's doing and the way he presents himself to people. Um, and just his idea of like, you know, be the hardest worker in the room. Uh, yeah. Is a big proponent that no one will outwork him, and I'm just like, man, I got, I got to try to get my ass up out of bed. I got to go do things. Like, I got to yeah. fill my schedule up and make my time the best for me. Right. Um, so yeah, I know all of those things are very, uh, I don't know. You just try to find good people and you try to emulate what they're doing. And hopefully you're also considered looked at as a good person. Yeah. 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 Your, your post in the morning, get me going for sure too. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I always like, I'm like, you're very engaging. Like you're the only other person that's up right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Kevin doesn't sleep. He's a vampire. He's awake all the time. I like I I dig it though. I I feel like that's the best time ever. It's first thing in the morning when like the world's not really moving yet. And it's just like, huh, it's me and me right now. That's it. Um, yeah. uh, I feel like my best thinking comes at that time. My most creative person comes at that time. Mm. Um, and then I mess it all up because I do jujitsu at 5.30 in the morning, every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still on a cup of coffee at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a night owl. Like I'll be like cruising Pinterest looking for something positive to post the next day. So I'm always at nighttime, you know, that's for me. It's like, okay, what, like kind of how you said every morning, you kind of try and post something motivational for me. It's, I go to bed thinking, okay, what can I say tomorrow? That's going to make, you know, a difference to somebody. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, I think it's like you were saying, like the more people you kind of like surround yourself that are positive thinkers or want to, um, better themselves once you're yeah. around those people it truly does change your outlook on life that's true very true on that well greg i'm really glad you got to uh, make some time for us today mm-hmm. so we could talk with you absolutely i'm so glad to have the opportunity always glad to have the opportunity thank you so much yes thank you for coming on for sure we we really appreciate it Yes, sir. All right. Well, if anybody would like to get in touch with you or uh, anything like that, do you have a social media or a way that people could get in contact with you? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, all of those social media things. Um, I'm really pretty, pretty good about responding back to you immediately. Um, I think that was kind of the way that this kind of worked out, too. Like Kevin reached out to me and it was like immediately like, yes, love you. Let's do it. Um, Yeah. yeah, I'm really good about responding back to people. So, you know, Greg Washington, obviously, is Facebook Um, at Greg Wash 2002's Instagram um and yeah please reach out let's talk let's build let's grow um you know i would love to get back to the idea of the community that we had you know during uh september 12th uh, 2001 yeah um i think it was such a great hug that the the country needed um you know built off of such a horrible tragedy but we became better for it um and i'd love to get back to that so Please reach out. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's grow. Um, Thank you guys again for having me on. Yes, thank you. You You enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely. Do the same. Take care, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.